This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the Epiphany of the Lord A reading for the book of the prophet Isaiah. Rise up in splendor, Jerusalem. Your light has come. The glory of the Lord shines upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick clouds cover the peoples. But upon you the Lord shines, and over you appears His glory. Nations shall walk by your light, and kings by your shining radiance. Raise your eyes and look about. They all gather and come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters in the arms of their nurses. Then you shall be radiant at what you see. Your heart shall throb and overflow. For the riches of the sea shall be emptied out before you. The wealth of nations shall be brought to you. Caravans of camels shall fill you. Dromedaries from Midian and Ephah, all from Sheba, shall come, bearing gold and frankincense and proclaiming the praises of the Lord. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. O God, with your judgment, endow the king, and with your justice, the king's son. He shall govern your people with justice, and your afflicted ones with judgment. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. Justice shall flower in his days, and profound peace, till the moon be no more. May he rule from sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. The kings of Tarshish and the isles shall offer gifts. The kings of Arabia and Seba shall bring tribute. All kings shall pay him homage. All nations shall serve him. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. For he shall rescue the poor when he cries out, and the afflicted when he has no one to help him. He shall have pity for the lowly and the poor. The lives of the poor he shall save. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for your benefit, namely that the mystery was made known to me by revelation. It was not made known to people in other generations as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit that the Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body, and co-partners in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? When we saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage, 
When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all of Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for it has been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler, who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word, that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house they saw the child with Mary his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Carla, contrary to the secular world around you, I still want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas! <laughs> yes, we waited long and we're celebrating this. We're going to celebrate <laughs> the entire season. Yes, so, indeed. Folks, I know, I, I hope folks still have some uh, Christmas decorations. They're still lighting their lights. Hopefully they have a Christ candle still lit. Um, but we are still celebrating the Christmas season. It is ending soon, the baptism of the Lord. Look at your calendar. And that's when. Uh, that is, well, it's, from here, it's going to be tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay. <laughs> but we are still in the Christmas season today. Yeah, today. Amen. That's right. That's, that's, right. What, that's what matters. That's yes. right. And of course, uh, with this Feast of the Epiphany of the Lord today, uh, many people go and uh, bless their homes with the uh, annual Epiphany house blessing. You might remember you could put a 2 0. A cross C, cross M, cross B, cross 23. So basically 2023 and in the middle is CMB, uh, Caspar, who's often shown as an Anglo, Melchior, often shown depicted as an Asian and Balthazar as an African to be able to kind of wrap the entire world around coming to see our Lord and Savior and and the epiphany in this manifestation. So, and you can Google a, a, a house blessing too. So oh, you're yes. pr- praying a blessing as you're as you're making the chalk marks. That's right. right. And in fact, uh, their parish probably will uh, also probably have some blessed chalk. That would be nice. As well. Yes, very so. good. Well, I've got some fun stories I want to tell you um, about chalk blessings. I keep that on the threshold of, over my door, and or the whatever you call that cross, you know, the the, the, the top wood piece. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it's all been with tradesmen's. Uh, contractors who've come to my house and it's happened um twice i i think three times at least that i can remember and then just other people have just kind of mentioned it they ask what is that chalk Ah, marking right and i've been able to explain it i've been able to explain to them what it represents Mm. and the magi uh coming to um anyway just it's just it's really cool yeah it's been it is it's it's another opportunity to evangelize so i'm just saying if you don't have it on your door you might want to do it it's it's been some really fun reactions yes oh that's very good uh and of course the epiphany is really just one of several manifestations leading up to Christ's earthly ministry. Of course, you have the nativity, 
uh, that we recently celebrated. You have today in the Epiphany, uh, his baptism, which kind of began his public ministry. You have the wedding at Cana, which was his first public miracle. Uh, so many different manifestations of Christ's divinity and how beautiful that is. And we celebrate one of those today, which is the Epiphany. And we're going to start mm-hmm. off with reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Yeah, these verses from Isaiah describe a Jerusalem that was chosen by God to be a guiding light to the world, to lead the world back to God. And he addresses Jerusalem as you, the collective body of God's chosen people. And from the beginning, God's plan was for all mankind to be united as one body. The Catholic Church is the new Jerusalem, and nothing will interfere with God's great plan of salvation for the world. The church must undoubtedly undergo a chastisement of some sort in order to get back on track to strip away the layers of dirt and decay that have accumulated from years of neglect and abuse. But in the end, she, the Catholic Church, the Bride of Christ, will be that light of the nations and stand in the glory of God. Yeah, and and the church will continually call her family back to her in that right relationship. And and this is an interesting thought here is, is at the end of this, it says, caravans of camels shall fill you, dromedaries from Midia and Ephah and Sheba shall come bearing this gold and frankincense and gifts. And these are actually very important words here, Midia, Ephah and Sheba. So you might remember uh, Abraham was married to Sarah. Uh, they had Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and then the 12 tribes of Israel. So I'm not talking about that, right? So we have, we have the 12 tribes of Israel, but you might remember that Sarah passed away. Abraham was still feeling plucky at age 100, whatever he was, and he married a lady named Keturah. And Keturah also gave Abraham some sons. One was Midian. Then Midian had a son named Ephah. And then Abraham also had another son, Joshan, and Joshan had a son named Sheba. So these actually are, I call it extended family, so to speak. Um, now, if you have an interest in this, go read Genesis chapter 25, because what ended up happening was um, the land was given to Isaac and he took his other boys and said, hey, you go live off in the east by the Red Sea and, and Arabia, which would be typically Yemen today. Um, but anyway, he again, you're calling them back to bring the nation will walk by your light. So he's bringing all this family back together. And I think that's a beautiful uh really an image of the church constantly wanting to call its sons and daughters, her sons and daughters back yeah. to the right relationship with Christ. Yes, so it is. What a yeah. beautiful little, uh, yes, you know, again, bringing the family back together. Yeah. And, and because quite frankly, the second reading, we talk about that. And the second reading points out that salvation really is intended for all. Yeah, and St. Paul tells us that God revealed a mystery to him, the mystery of God's great plan of salvation. And Paul refers to himself as a steward of this mystery. St. Paul's conversion, it was unique. Christ revealed himself to St. Paul not as a God of thunder to be feared, you know, a God who would strike him down if Paul didn't succumb to his will, but rather as the persecuted Christ, the one who loved the world so much that he laid down his own life to redeem the world. The revelation St. Paul received in such a short period of time Uh, following his initial encounter with Christ, left him forever changed, forever grateful for having come to know the risen Lord. And it's from a heart that's brimming with love and gratitude that St. Paul explains how all the baptized Christians 
former Jews and former Gentiles are members of the same body and co-heirs of the kingdom of heaven. And, and that is a radical message. The Jewish Messiah came for everyone and made the Gentiles co-heirs. Now, I think there are two very important ramifications or understandings on that. The fact that it's the first one is the fact that you might be a co-heir does not mean that everyone will be saved. That's right. Right. So think about this from uh, like from a family member. I, we probably all within our families have families who have turned away from our family, who mm-hmm. have left the family. Yeah. You know, the fact that you're an heir doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you may choose to leave the family and, and Christ doesn't want that to happen, but right. certainly will allow that. And right. think about some of the modern day estates or will plannings and things like that, that you are an heir and I want you to be here. But if you turn away from the family, you turn away from that gift. And of course, that gift, that salvation is a gift. Uh, The second thing is the fact that if you are saved, not everyone will experience the same amount of joy (laughs) in heaven. Um, You know, I, not everyone's joy cup is going to be the same size. And and I I might not want to trade, trademark that joy cup. I like that. Right. Because you're going to figure out how big your joy cup is by what you do and, and how you live here on earth. And when you get to heaven, you will experience full joy. Now, maybe your joy cup may only be a size of a thimble. Maybe your joy cup's going to be the size of a bucket. And we certainly want to be able to follow Christ and experience the sacraments to have that biggest joy cup possible in heaven, because we really, that's what our ultimate aim is, is that wonderful redemption and eternal life. Yeah. And in the gospel today, according to Matthew, we see the Magi on a pilgrimage. They say to Herod, we saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. Yeah, they were attracted to the star. They they followed the star. And you know, it's they made this journey. They made this faith journey. And for many of us, our faith journey has begun much like the journey of the Magi, you know, attracted by something bright and beautiful. We begin our journey with an uncertain destination and, and we continue even when it becomes difficult. You know, we resemble the Magi in that coming face to face with the truth that changed the Magi that can change us. And just like the Magi who chose a different way home, that can happen for us. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.